Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day. Yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a thing, please. Oh, you're coming out of bounds. It's not what your country can do for you and what you can do to your country. I have a dream. My poor little children one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Thursday, July 19th, 2018 edition of the Hagman Daily Show. So happy to be here today. We got a lot to get into. Chance from uh, Simply Clean Foods is going to be joining us. And we have uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that we're going to get into while we are uh, here on this Thursday. So we were... Uh, talking about the summit, the presidential summit with Vladimir Putin. And uh, John, just to make sure you're with me, can you hear me? I can, five by five. And thank you, Lord, on this Thursday, July 19th. Uh, uh, listeners, we had a lot of trouble uh, just with technical issues today. So we may cut the show about five to seven minutes short, simply so we have enough time to upload it to our syndicated platforms. But Joe, I'll hand it back to you. Let's jump into the summit. Yeah, well, the uh, uh, what we see, we uh, listeners, we started the show once already, and due to some technical difficulties, for the last hour we've been trying to get this show started, and due to these uh, issues, we uh, uh, we had to restart the program after doing about ten fifteen minutes. So we uh, already started to get into this, but the uh, long story short, the whole Putin Trump summit that the media is. Uh, uh, just spinning out of control and and into hysteria land. Uh, You see White House struggles to contain political outcry. Media wants war. Uh, Damage control on Air Force One and on and on and on. And the media is talking about Trump is is a, a spy. He can't even be trusted with security briefings. President Trump, we can we even call him the president anymore? These uh, he has committed treason. These are all these different people and sound bites that we hear coming out of this uh, Putin-Russian summit. But the point I made earlier about the confusion of the words meddling versus collusion would have never happened had it not been for the uh, the whole conspiracy by the Obama administration, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the FBI, the DOJ, and all the personnel uh, in between that created this false collusion narrative in an attempt to disparage and uh, impeach President Trump. And it would not even be an issue if the media hadn't uh, uh, propagated this this false narrative. So in my mind, uh, you know, I don't see any, I don't have a problem with... uh, uh, with, with Trump making the mistake and making the correction. But see, this is a, the, the, the media is looking for a chink in the armor. They thought they found it with the children being ripped from their parents' arms. Now they're, uh, this next one is, is uh, Putin and, and Trump and some kind of uh, you know, piggybacking off their Russia conspiracy conspiracy. And it's all to do about nothing. It's all political theater. But what they've done is create a problem where, uh, and I talked about this last night, when you are uh, constantly having to defend the president against false attacks, and then the president does make a mistake, and you find yourself defending him, you got to ask yourself a question, you know, uh, uh, am I too uh, focused on defending President Trump more so than I am at at making sure I I look at the truth? There you go. And and Joe, that gets us into... I think you coined the term, and I like it a lot, and that's that's smoking the hopium. That's hope, hopium, listeners, <laughs> not not opium. 
Um, and uh, and we've seen this a lot lately. And, and basically what it breaks down to is simply that it's the classic junk science formula. In junk science, you take a hypothesis that you're absolutely in love with. And then whether you do it knowingly or unknowingly, you tailor your experiments to match your perceived hypothesis. That's the opposite, of course, of how hard science is supposed to work, whereby objective experiments are supposed to uh, indicate a hypothesis at the end. So so what we see in the fake news world and what we see when we look at uh, President Trump and the just the just the, the, the vitriolic shrill pablum of the mainstream news media narrative, uh, you know, is this man even the president? Has he committed treason? Joe, these people are are discrediting themselves to a level, especially at places like CNN, where the only way they'll ever make a comeback is if they literally fire everybody. This is a, this is a situation. It's like it's like termites in your home. CNN is in a situation where they need to just burn the whole house down and rebuild, but they won't do it because because they are so uh, they are so um, indoctrinated in the communist propaganda that most of the people, not all, but most of the people working at CNN had their minds poisoned with uh, through high school and college uh, that they, they will never, they will never let go. They will, they will never divorce themselves of what to the remainder of the country appears to be, to, to use Steve Quayle's term circus ridiculous. Uh, Joe, I'm surprised we're even having a reasonable conversation about president Trump's behavior, uh, at the summit. And that being said, let's, uh, let's jump into it a little bit. Let's talk about, uh, you know, some of what was said between Putin and uh, President Trump. If I can, first, I want to do this. If I, if I can get this to play, uh, Rand Paul was on CNN interviewed by Wolf Blitzer. And he, this goes right along with what we're talking about as far as uh, this Trump derangement syndrome that the media has adopted and everything is a conspiracy, everything's a crime, you know, to, to how many Cokes he drinks a day, to how many scoops of ice cream, to how, how he holds his water glass, on and on and on. And uh, Rand Paul uh, uh, just absolutely uh, tears apart this media uh, uh, insanity in this interview. Let's see if we can get this to play. Us. Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky is a key member of both the Foreign Relations and Homeland Security Committees. Uh, Senator, thanks so much for joining us. Let me get right to the question. Do you believe that uh, President Trump's meeting with, uh, with Putin made America safer? You know, I think engagement with our adversaries, uh, conversation with our adversaries is a good idea. Even in the height of the Cold War, maybe at the lowest ebb when we were in the midst of the Cuban Missile Crisis, I think it was a good thing that Kennedy had a direct line to Khrushchev. I think it was a good thing that we continued to have ambassadors to Russia, even when we uh, really objected greatly to what was going on, even during Stalin's regime. So I think that it is a good idea to have engagement. And I think that what is lost in this is that I think there's a bit of Trump derangement syndrome. I think there are people who hate the president so much that this could have easily been President Obama early in his first uh, administration setting the reset button and trying to have better relations with Russia. And uh, I think it's lost on people that they are a nuclear power. They have influence in Syria. They're in close proximity to our troops in Syria. They are close to the peninsula of, of North Korea and they may have some influence that could help us there. The other thing that's lost, and people forget this completely, the Russians tried to help us stop the Boston Marathon bombing. We actually did help them stop a terrorist attack in St. Petersburg because we were but, communicating and exchanging information. All those things are good. But Senator, and because people hate Trump so much, all of that's being lost. It's not a matter of hating uh, President Trump. It's a matter of what he did today, what he said today. He met with uh, President Putin, as you know, for more than two hours. Uh, unlike other presidents, especially on foreign soil, he blamed the United States for the bad relationship with Russia. He declined to back his own intelligence community for its assessment. He declined to support the U.S. law enforcement right. 
community, including think, the Justice think, Department. Wolf, he continues, think, Senator, uh, he continues to call right. the, hold on a second, he continues to call the news media a, right. a free press in the United States, the enemy but of I, the American think, people. He says the European but, but Union Wolf, I think I would is put a this foe. In perspective. Has any yeah. other, hold, Senator, yeah, has any other in president in American think, history done right, anything but like but that? I, but I think I would wreck. put this in perspective. Okay, I've had So, enough. for example, when you look at the intelligence community... I've, I've, I've had enough. Listen, first of all, this is why the Hagman report has been successful for seven years running now, because when we bring a guest on the program, we actually have the decency to let the guest talk. Uh, Joe, who was the uh, I, I don't listen to CNN as much as you do. Who, who was the uh, the commentator on that? Wolf Blitzer. OK, that was Wolf Blitzer. By the way, I've met Wolf Blitzer once on a stage at Universal, and he is one seriously seriously creepy dude uh but anyway I, I digress look when you bring on a a standing or i should say sitting senator let the man speak number one okay but see these people are so married to their agenda they're so forceful in their narrative much of which much of which is totally fallacious let's not let's not forget that it was in 1989 and 1990 joe that the CIA, in tandem with the International Monetary Fund, did one of the biggest economic hit jobs in the history of modern banking on, at the time, uh, uh, President Gorbachev's Russia. And it, it, and it played in part and party to tanks in Red Square uh, protecting uh, Yeltsin. Okay, we, we, the United States of America and the Central Intelligence Agency, played a massive role in wiping out Russia's economy, something that they're still trying to recover from three decades later. So, so, so Wolf Blitzer, his whole narrative is so disingenuous because, Joe, if people just took a moment to review, especially through economics, because it's very, because a lot of times numbers, they can be, they can be manipulated, but numbers are numbers, okay? Three is not four, four is not five. We did a massive economic hit on Russia 30 years ago, and to a degree, uh, I, I'm a patriotic American. Uh, I, I just signed up with the Oath Keepers yesterday, but I'm telling you what, to a degree, we do owe Russia an apology. We caused the average Russian uh, a person, Joe, 20 plus years of financial hardship. You know, I had a, uh, I'll make this brief, but I had a girlfriend a couple of years ago uh, who uh, is a uh, uh, computer, she's a software uh, uh, code writer in San Francisco. And uh, we dated for a short time, and she had been a model in Moscow prior to that. Joe, over 50% of the university students that are women in Moscow prostitute themselves on the sides. They, they may not have a pimp or anything like that, but they've got a little side business going because they can't pay their rent and feed themselves. That's the economic condition in Russia, and it goes directly back to the economic hit of 1989, 1990, and that was promulgated by the Central Intelligence Agency. So Wolf Blitzer can kiss my butt. Well, I mean, there's a the whole history of the Soviet Union and the, uh, you know, what what the the battle, I guess, the, the last battle of the superpowers. Uh, when we look at what happened there with uh, the fall of the Soviet Union. But um, this is interesting because this interview highlights exactly what Rand Paul was talking about, which was the Trump derangement syndrome. And Wolf Blitzer, uh, with one side of his mouth, said, we don't hate the president, and then went on this, you know, this rant uh, listing any and every problem that he's had with the president, uh, you know, since he's born, been born. And uh, it just shows the, the level of hatred, the level of animosity and anger that is in this media uh, collective hive mind mindset. And it just shows the level of insanity that we are, are dealing with. They couldn't even have a, and that interview went on for 11 minutes. So uh, I didn't even listen to the rest of it, but that opening exchange was pretty good. I, I, can't, I uh, imagine Wolf became much more unhinged as Rand Paul is a, is a pretty calm and, and reasonable guy. So, um, it, it's uh, this bat. This battle. Oh, well, is, when he's not being beat up by his uh, unhinged neighbors, remember that one? <laughs> yeah. That, um, that's let, let, Joe, let's take a quick look at what the president had to say. Now, this is from the Hill dot com, and uh, I'll just uh, give you this briefly, and then I know that we want to talk a little bit about uh, the president and uh, this piece from PJ Media. But but let's just take a look at what our president said. This is from the Hill dot com, uh, posted today. 
Following brief meetings with Putin on the sidelines of this year's Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Vietnam, Trump told reporters that accusations the Russian government meddled in the 2016 U.S. election have insulted President Putin. Quote, this is uh, President Trump speaking, quote, if we had a relationship with Russia, that would be a good thing. In fact, it would be a great thing, not a bad thing, because he could really help us in North Korea. End quote. Trump went on to say the investigation into into election interference, quote, is really an artificial barrier that's put in front of us for solving problems with Russia. And President Putin says that very strongly. End quote. That's exactly what I've been trying to opine uh, almost since the beginning of the Hagman Daily Show. I, I do not for a hot second, Joe, think that it's a, a it's a coincidence or a happy accident that the uh, mainstream news media in this country uh, uh, took uh, the Hillary Rodham Clinton uh, uh, political chicanery and projected it onto President Trump's what what appears at this point to be a relatively a clean campaign. I mean, my goodness, they've hired thousands of people, spent tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars looking for dirt on this man and they just can't find it. And Joe, I'm beginning to believe after over 24 months of digging, if the best they can come up with are some lascivious remarks that he made back when he was a reality show star uh, and Stormy Daniels, if that's the best you've got, then maybe it's time to uh, flip the script and stop spending all the time and uh, and all the money. Well, that's not that's not what this is about, John. This is about uh, you know finding a crime or creating one where one doesn't exist. The mission is not to do a proper investigation to find truth. The mission is to impeach the president, and that's by any means necessary. And that's exactly what they're going for. Now, an interesting uh, side note on this summit, there was a, a talk of Vladimir Putin offered you, uh, for U.S. law enforcement agents to travel to Russia and interview the subjects of last week's GO- DOJ's indictment. Yeah, what that, about that? That was incredible. Saying it's not high on our list of investigative techniques. Uh, that's what the FBI chief said in response to Russia offering to uh, to, to uh, appease the FBI and letting them come and question these people. He also, Christopher Ray also threatened to quit if President Trump were to override him and insist on indulging Putin's request to have Russian agents interview Michael McFaul, the ambassador to Russia during the Obama administration, after Sarah Huckabee Sanders said the administration was open to the request. Asked by Lester Holt if he'd ever threatened to quit, Ray said, I'm a low-key, understated kind of guy, but that should not be mistaken for what my spine is made of, so I'll just leave it at that. But it's very interesting to see that the uh, uh, the president of Russia is willing to indulge the conspiracy theory narrative by the Mueller team and have these people questioned uh, by U.S. law enforcement agents. And Christopher Ray is declining to do so. And then yeah, he's threatening he- to quit if uh, they come here to tell their story. Man, I'm OK. So so let's just let's just take this in small chunks. First of all. A good friend of the Hagman Report, a good friend of, of mine and yours, Joe, I know, uh, Craig Sawman Sawyer, Vets for Child Rescue, VetsforChildRescue.org. He always says sunlight is the best antiseptic. And he's and he's right. You know, you, you can take you can take an old mattress or whatever. You can stick it out in the sun uh, and sunlight literally cleans uh, uh, that which is filthy or that which in this case is corrupt or convoluted. Now, when I look at Director Ray's uh implication my process of inference by what he implied would indicate to me that they don't want sunlight being shown in this direction because there's something or some things that will leave the fbi with even more mud on their faces as though peter strock and all of and his his uh twisted creepy antics in front of congress the other day wasn't good enough so this is just my opinion. This is just my my personal opinion here. But I think that it's uh, I think it's a very stand up uh, gesture uh, geopolitically for President Putin to invite uh, American law enforcement over to Moscow to conduct an investigation. And I think Joe, the reason that Putin uh, is willing to do so is because I think Putin is is probably running out of patience, 
and he would take great delight in uh, in the facts coming to light, and those facts being that there are no facts, that this that this whole thing is just a bunch of made up uh, nonsense. I think that Putin would really uh, uh, deserve a victory lap on that one. What do you think? Well, I don't think he uh, I don't think he's getting annoyed by it. If anything, uh, he's seeing that the American uh, division is growing and that is something that he and and uh, uh others like china are hoping for and and if anything uh what the democrats are accusing trump of doing colluding with russia to damage our country is exactly what the media is doing by creating this false russian narrative uh and creating this this political division where uh, none really should exist and that is weakening our country it's weakening our uh, societal community um, uh, however you, you know people can't even are who are on other side of the political spectrums and the same families can't even have thanksgiving dinner together you have people getting divorced remember those stories after the election uh oh i know husband's a trump yeah. supporter the wife likes hillary clinton so they had to get a divorce i mean that Jeez. kind of stuff is that they're loving that well you know joe uh, this is anecdotal granted but but i have known uh, many russians in my life because in San Francisco, I lived on Knob Hill, which is right next door to Russian Hill. And, of course, there's a reason that's called Russian Hill. And then in Los Angeles, when I was a, wait <clears throat> excuse me, a waiter in Beverly Hills, um, uh, people don't, a lot of people don't know this, but in West L.A., especially west of Fairfax, there's an enormous Russian community right down in the West Hollywood, uh, Fairfax district, uh, further over west heading toward Beverly Hills, an enormous number of Russians uh, uh, live in that area. And so I've, I've gotten to know, uh, you know, to one degree or another, many, many, many Russians in my life, both in the Bay Area and down in L.A. And I'm telling you, they are uh, one of the closest in spirit type of people to Americans that you're ever going to meet. Now, a couple more things. Uh, our friend, Sergeant Tim, now he hasn't been on the Hagman Report in a while, but uh, uh, he uh, was a 20-year uh, 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 military man. Uh, he was an international weapons inspector with 17 tours to Russia. One of, uh, on one of which he was the interpreter for general ham, general ham, who infamously, uh, tried to send the quick reaction force from the Italian air base to, uh, save our, our men in Benghazi, uh, back on 9, 11, 2012, but that's a whole nother story. But Sergeant Tim, had worked with the Russians extensively. I've, I've seen dozens, if not hundreds, of his pictures from his tours in Russia. And, I mean, these are incredible pictures of big state dinners and the toasting with the vodka. And, and of course, when American uh, soldiers meet their Russian counterparts, as long as they have interpreters, you know what they do? They do what, they do what all of us do. They go out and they have a few beers and they go, they go watch a, a, a football game or they go to a sporting event or they go watch some boxing. I'm telling you, Americans and Russians, when they're left alone to just get to know one another, typically get along pretty well. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to mention one more thing, and I'll give it back to you. Joe, ever since the beginning of the Cold War, uh, Grand Paul mentioned a moment ago the, the, the darkest days of the Cold War. And I would say that would be the late 1950s up through the Cuban Missile Crisis of the early 1960s. Uh, we have always had what's called detente. And detente has simply meant that between Russia, China, and the United States, you don't want two of those three powers to quote-unquote gang up on the third. So the idea has always been, from, from, the U, from the U.S. geopolitical point of view, to keep Russia and China separate because the two of them together would be a formidable foe, uh, indeed, not only militarily but economically for sure. I think we're at a point right now with, uh, with Pre President Donald Trump and President Vladimir Putin, two very unique individuals, very unique men who seem to have spines of steel and really don't seem to give a rip what the media says about them. I think we have an excellent opportunity, Joe, to, uh, to repair relations with Russia. And really, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm being some kind of hippy dippy granola, you know, man, naive guy today. But the way I see it, again, having had a, a Russian girlfriend who was a big-time prepper. We talked about she was totally red-pilled. I mean, I'm telling you, the people over in Moscow, uh, in general, they love Americans. They, they find our country very fascinating. 
This geopolitical idea that Russia is the enemy, Joe, I'm telling you, it is poison created by the neocons to sell more weapons. Well, yeah, you know, it's uh, there, there's a lot more at play here uh, than just what we see at the surface level between China, Russia, the U.S., Iran. There has been and always will be uh, this satanic agenda uh, moving toward a, a one-world government system, a one-world political, religious, military and, uh, system. And it has uh, been tried. They, they continue to push towards uh, you know this this globalism through the League of Nations, through the United Nations. They started world wars over it with these globalist aspirations. Many quotes have been so. There, I mean, there's a lot here, and and then there's there's sides. You have uh, you know countries who are labeled the enemies of the U.S., like Iran, uh, you know, like Syria, um, Russia, and China. These are people who don't want to become part of this global government, new world order system, or at least not one dominated by Western powers. So one of these sides are either going to have to win out or something uh, astronomically big is going to have to happen where they come together. And the only thing I can think of uh, that would make them come together, and they do at some point, whether America is part of that or not, uh, as the Bible says, all nations will come together to fight against God. But I want, you know, I've been wondering about the chance of you know we we hear a lot about aliens and we know that there's a lot of crazy uh technology that we don't know about but what if there oh, yeah. have been created uh some kind of uh a hybrid uh type functioning you know half demonic half uh human creation in order to uh you know fake an alien invasion and, and it probably already exists well joe we know going back to the 1950s uh and we mentioned the cuban missile crisis a few minutes ago uh, uh, I would encourage all of our listeners, especially uh, new listeners to the Hagman Daily Show, um, get into Project Bluebeam. It is a really, really interesting story. Now, now use discernment, okay? Use discernment because Project Bluebeam uh, drifts into ufology. It drifts into uh, a lot of sort of the alien invasion and, and UFO world. It gets into Area 51 a little bit. But basically, Project Bluebeam was technology developed by the United States Navy uh, that enabled us to present uh, off the coast of Cuba what appeared to be a massive invasion from the sky that did not, in fact, it, it didn't exist. It was, it was, it was a, a series of lasers that were uh, being shot uh, uh, off of our destroyers and frigates. And again, that is called Project Blue Beam, and I believe it happened in either 1958 or 1959. But it is well documented. You can go back and you can read the newspapers from the following day from Havana, uh, Joe. And uh, it was a real deal. They, they thought they were being invaded, but it was really just the United States Navy playing with technology. And this is like, what, 60, almost 70 years ago we had this. So... Uh, so really, at the end of the day, what, in my opinion, what we as Christians need to be mindful of is, number one, we're all God's children. And we have seen an enormous move of the Lord in Russia in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. I mean, imagine this, a country that for most of my adult life, Joe, was under the jackboot of communist tyranny, uh, has been freed by Glasnost, by uh, Gorbachev to an extent, by Putin to a much greater extent, to worship as they see fit. The Russian Orthodox Church back in action 100%. One of the oldest uh, brands, if you will, of Christianity on the planet. And and it's it's thriving again. Whereas when I was in high school, for example, uh, there, there, there was technically no Russian Orthodox Church. It was underground because it was illegal under the uh, Communist uh, Politburo. Uh, anyway, I'm going to hand it back to you and take a breath. Well, you know, again, the uh, the two the, the spiritual aspect of this is something that we need to be considering when we look at these these powers, because we know, as Ephesians says, we uh, battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and, and powers of darkness and wickedness in high places, and, and understand that there are uh, you know wicked spiritual entities that control and, and, and regions and, and uh, areas that have major influence and America is no different. And you have those battles as well as what we have, as I said, this uh, push towards globalism. 
and you know one world unification and i you have these differences now russia and china are are not trying to unify with the united states and until uh, same thing like with iran and north korea the, these people who are on the other side of this you know western new world order uh, one world government system is uh, uh they're they're fighting with each other and this is what i was getting into a little bit yesterday john when i watched that movie i think it's called from uh, babylon to america that documentary and the the uh, person who created that movie uh, goes through prophecy and uses a scripture to authenticate and, and uh, uh, define the the prophecies that he's talking about. And what he comes to the conclusion is that the papacy, if you read Revelations 13, uh, the first part of Revelations 13 talks about uh, a, a first beast. And then when you go into the second half of Revelation 13, it talks about this, a second beast, and he identifies America as that second beast with the two horns uh, uh, that spoke like a dragon. Um, the two horns, two horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. And I don't have the, I don't have a Bible in front of me. I don't have the scriptures in front of me. But it was just very uh, interesting. And if if that is true, um, America being the last, and this is what we were talking about: its connections with Vat, the Vatican. And, uh, you know, why was America created? Why was, how, how was it that, you know, all throughout the thousands of years of history, this Western world basically went unknown until the time when it was needed to appear, uh, you know, to complete the rest of the, you know, look how much smaller the world has gotten since we've, uh, with, with communications, you know, oh, just it's, hundreds it's, of years ago, amazing. people didn't even know. And, yeah. You people, know, you're, you're asking some profound questions. Now I just made a note here, revelation 13. Here's my idea. This is what I think we should do. I say we do two Fridays in a row. I say we bring pastor Langford on one Friday and we bring pastor Spalding on, on another Friday. And we ask them to give us a teaching on Revelation 13, and we'll get it. We'll get it from two of two of the men who I personally uh, find, just in my own personal opinion, to be the most biblically accurate of of. of uh, and that's not to take away from Paul Bagley and some of the other wonderful pastors that we know, but Pastor Langford and Pastor Spalding, in my personal experience, getting to know these men, they are scriptorians. I mean, they know the Word of God. So, well, John, Joe, if you th- if you like the idea, I think we should do two Fridays in a row. Pastor Pastor Langford has a book titled Revelation thirteen, and I know. I, I think it's right behind me in my bookshelf. Uh, uh, Revelation thirteen revealed, right? Isn't yeah, that the title? So, yeah, uh, that that's it. And um, it, it's very interesting. I haven't read it in a while. I read it when he first published it, and uh, I have to read it again after you know looking into these scriptures a lot more. But either way. Uh, we see these powers uh, that have been, you know, the, the spiritual powers since Babylon and Samaria, uh, as in per Nebuchadnezzar's dream, have never disappeared. They've just morphed and shifted from from empire and, and world dominating empire to world dominating empire. So America right. being the superpower uh, for the last you know 150 years, it's only uh, spiritual Babylon. Uh, it, you know, it, it's fair to ask the question. Since spiritual and physical Babylon never die, only shift to the existing superpower of the time Correct. that fills right. prophecy. What does that make America? That's right. And, and I want to I want to add this quickly, and then I want to make sure I, I touch this PJ Media thing, and then we can jump to Chance. And I just want to make sure I get the, the the PJ Media article out today. But Joe, you're exactly right. Remember, it's our dear brother Paul McGuire, who, by the way, I need I, I owe him a phone call. I haven't talked to Paul in a while. And we need, to, we need to get him back on the show pretty soon, too. But uh, Paul McGuire used to teach back in 2013, 2014 about what, what we call in Hollywood the monomyth. And the monomyth is, uh, is um, demonstrated in the Hollywood motion picture, The Man Who Would Be King. And basically, the idea behind the monomyth, it goes back to Nimrod and Semiramis and, and, and Tammuz. But, it, but it's exactly what you just said, Joe. When you look through all of the empires... From the Babylonians to the Sumerians to the Phoenicians to the to the Romans to the Greek to the British and now the American Empire, it is the same satanic deception over and over and over again. It's 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 the man who wants to be a god king and represent himself ultimately as God. And what we will see, I think, and I think you agree with me on this, even though we haven't talked about it offline too much. I think 
that the last empire that we're going to see engaged in this monomyth is the American empire. And I think that the last would be little G God King that we're going to see is going to be the actual antichrist uh, himself. Now is the antichrist with us now? I do not know, but uh, I'll tell you what, we're, we're closer than we've ever been. (laughs) Yeah. One of the interesting things I learned uh, about the prophecy about the, uh, uh, what the beast in, in Revelation, I think it's 13, but it's also described in Daniel about the papacy, is that it the 1260 years that Scripture says that this power would reign is exactly the amount of time that the papacy had its established its military uh, and dominance in the world from 538 until 1798 i believe it was and it's exactly 1260 years just like scripture said and it says right after that another beast rises up and that would be america at that same time and it would have uh uh, uh two horns and uh, i forget the exact saying I, I, i'm ashamed that i don't remember it i've only read it and heard it about a hundred times in the last i know it's hours. some but it's some thick look it's some thick it's some thick topic matter but let's do this for now because i know we got to bring chance on and um, but but do you like that idea? Uh, Revelation 13, we will book Pastor Langford for one Friday and Pastor Spalding for another, and we'll get both men's uh, sermons on this. And then our listeners can, uh, well, I mean, we'll all, we're all going to take notes on those days. But let me see if I can get Pastor Langford for a uh, for uh, one uh, Friday coming up, maybe as early as tomorrow, and then and then we'll do Pastor Spalding second. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Perfect. Um, and we uh, we can bring Chance on because, uh, let's see, let's look at the time. We are, uh, all right, so I'm going to need 10 minutes. So we got 20 minutes of airtime we can use left. Now I'm going to bring Chance on. Now I've tried to, the, the Skype situation here, with the way they changed Skype, has left little options for, it, it's really reduced your ability to change settings. Now, when I... These noises that Skype makes when you call people are so annoying to me. And I've tried to shut them off. I've shut off the in-app sounds, but there's no other options to shut up. So I'm going to call Chance, and you guys are all going to hear this annoying sound, and uh, we're just going to have to live with it. So. Wait, wait. Before, okay, before you do, give me just two minutes uh, on this, uh, this PJ Media article, because I don't want this to die. PJmedia.com, real quick. The, t- the headline says shopping centers in California are spying on customers for an ICE contractor. Now, this is written by Phil Baker, posted today at PJmedia.com. And it says, quote, how would you feel if the shopping center you frequent took a picture of your license plate and reported it to a government agency such as ICE without your knowledge? That's exactly what's happening in some of the shopping centers being run by the Irvine company. The company manages 46 centers in California and has been collecting this information using automated license plate readers or ALPRSs. Now, we've been talking about those for years on the Hagman Report, provided by Vigilant Solutions. The information, including the plate number, time, and GPS location, is being provided to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, The agency is able to receive near real-time alerts when a targeted vehicle is spotted in a shopping center's parking lot. Joe, I just want to leave our listeners with this commentary. I am all for immigration reform, but in my humble opinion, this is going way too far. Okay, the idea that a family, and I I come from L.A., I was there for 18 years. The idea that a family who may or may not be legal could be at Walmart doing their grocery shopping for the week and they could come out and and mom and dad get arrested by ICE right there in front of the family SUV because their license plate was read by by this company, Vigilant Solutions, and then provided directly to the government. I'm sorry, but for me personally, that's taken the surveillance state way too far. And, uh, and, and that's when we really start to get into some tough Christian questions about uh about honoring the family i don't know i just for me that's just a little too intense uh arresting mom and dad out in front of the local target uh due to a license plate reading uh real-time capability joe i don't like it no and it's uh it, it you know when we're talking about 
we talked about this off air, John, that it's not just limited to, you know, uh, the targeted individuals or vehicles that are on, you know, some special list because they, uh, they're suspicious in some way. This is just uh, one small example of one government agency uh, under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security, which also focuses on, you know, we talked about just recently the media list that they're putting together, the influencers. Um, you, you know, these all these people, everybody seems to be targeted. Uh, anybody who has any type of influence uh, at all uh, is targeted. So this is an overuse of, of power. There are lawful use, ways to use this power, but we know uh, under the Big Brother surveillance state that we live in that the rule book has gone out the window and the NSA and CIA basically rule supreme and can spy on and uh, uh, gather any data, information, audio or video recording of you that you make available uh, either through your standing around your tv or anything that's connected to the internet that has a camera inside of it but anyway john we're gonna well, talk let me about let that. me mention let me mention this real quick just so people can get, can reference what you just talked about and then we'll go we'll go ahead and move to chance i know we're running out of time the article you can find it at hagmanreport.com simply go to the search bar type in tech tyrants collude with dhs that's all you got to type in tech tyrants collude with dhs Media influencers or the target is the remainder of the title, but just type all you got to type in is tech tyrants and the article will come up. Uh, I would encourage everyone, please read that article because guess what, listeners? It is about not just Joe and I, it's about all of you as well. Joe, back to you. We have uh, with us Chance from simplycleanfoods.net. And Chance, uh, I apologize for the uh, late start here. We, we went and spent about 55 zero minutes. Uh, of audio and, and, and uh, troubleshooting to try to get this broadcast rolling. Uh, but we got about 18 minutes of, of airtime left before we got to cut the show and put it up. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Welcome back to the Hackman Daily Show. It's great to have you back on. Thank you. It's a pleasure being on. And uh, trust me, when it comes to technical difficulties, um, I feel your pain. So, guys, listen, um, John and I, uh, we just talked off air the show about um, something that I think needs to be discussed. This has nothing to do with Simply Clean Foods. This is all about listeners. It's all about our hearts and it's all about our faith. And that word is forgiveness. So let's talk about that. What does the Bible say about forgiveness? Well, it's in the Lord's Prayer. At the end it says, forgive us our trespassers as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And again, it's mentioned in Matthew 6.15, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will the Father forgive yours, right? So we, we've all heard the Lord's Prayer. I recite it on a daily basis, but I wanted listeners to understand that word trespasses. The Merriam Dictionary definition is an unlawful act committed on the, pers the person, property, or rights of another, okay? So, understanding that forgiveness should be a part of not only our daily lives, but also a part of working with others to heal deep wounds, okay? I'm going to get a little bit personal here, um, but before I do, I want to talk about Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another as God in Christ forgave you. We all know, and I'm going to speak from personal experience here, we have all had in our lives people that have hurt us. And sometimes it's very difficult to forgive that person for their atrocities, for their trespasses, for the things that they've done to you or others to bring pain. Folks, I'm here to tell you one thing, and, and if, if you hear nothing else in this show, please listen to this. Sometimes when we forgive those others that have hurt us, the pain that is related to that disappears. And what I mean by that is you don't have to walk up to the person who caused you that pain and tell them you've forgiven. You do it from your heart. You mean it, but it's for you. It will give you peace in your heart for those transgressions. And I hope everyone has understood that. Forgiveness is such an important part of our walk, our journey, because as long as you hold 
spite and you hold anger or hurt towards someone else, you might as well be taking the poison pill because that's what it is, folks. It's toxic to carry that around in your lives. And I know it's tough. I know that there's those out there who have caused you tremendous pain. You've got to forgive them. Okay. So I know we don't have a lot of time, guys, but I really did think that was important to talk about today. Well, absolutely it is, uh, Chance, as we see. Uh, we, we've been talking in recent shows about this hyper-emotionalism and the lack of patience that people have and how uh, you know even the simplest uh, slight anymore can can uh, lead to instant violence or you know the smallest uh, road rage or the smallest uh, vehicle uh, incident can lead to I mean, we just see violent attacks for no reason and uh, that, that forgiveness having that forgiving forgiving spirit and and attitude uh, will take that away uh, that that uh, propensity to to just you know react out of anger and, and hostility so it is very important uh, a word for today and in, in the time that we live couldn't agree more. You know, uh, one of the things I'll just add this gentleman and give it back to you, Chance. Uh, one of the reasons I've never been a huge fan of Anonymous, even though Anonymous does a lot of work that's helped our community. But at the end of their videos, they always say we are anonymous. Uh, we are legion. We do not forgive. We do not forget. And that is antithetical to what you said, Chance, in Matthew chapter six, verse 15. And I just want to reiterate that quickly because this is so important. This is the deal, listeners. This is in black and white. There is no debate here. There's no hazy gray. It is black and white. You either forgive those who have hurt you, who have trespassed against you, who have even in some cases brutalized you. You must forgive them so that Jesus will forgive your sins to the Father. Remember, Jesus Christ is our intercessor. Without Jesus, we have we are unworthy of the pre of being in the presence of the Father, because as Isaiah tells us, our greatest deeds are as filthy rags unto the Lord. Therefore, we must have that intercessory power of the blood uh, and the sanctification of Jesus Christ. However, chance like you just said from Matthew uh, again, chapter six, verse fifteen, that forgiveness is 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 like a catharsis. We must forgive. Now, right here on this planet daily so that we may be forgiven on our day of judgment by Jesus before the Father. And, and gentlemen, that's about as serious as it gets. Absolutely. I'm in agreement. Thank you for solidifying that fact. I know we're running out of time, guys. So let me talk about Simply Clean Foods for a second. For those that are just tuning in, simplycleanfoods.net, uh, www.simplycleanfoods.net. Our basic belief system is that you should have an option of what you put into your body on a daily basis. And the only way that you're going to prevent those toxic chemicals, pesticides, heavy metals, glyphosate, and other harmful uh, products is to source a single ingredient. And so that's what we've done, you know. Um, we offer uh, blueberries now, strawberries, raspberries, peaches, bananas, apples, broccoli, green beans, green peas, cauliflower. Um, organic coffee even, uh, soon we're going to have chicken, beef, turkey, eggs, and cheese, all GMO-free, all one ingredient. And folks, this is so important, okay? You don't have to just keep this for long-term disaster storage relief, okay? You can eat this every single day. We talked about this before. You go to, the, to Whole Foods or you go to Sprouts or one of the major chains and you buy good quality fruits and vegetables you bring them home you put them in your refrigerator and two days later they look like something that might be creating a little bit of penicillin okay so you you just you're gonna throw that food away you don't have to okay you don't you don't have to throw away food anymore okay you can open up our pouch take out what you need then seal it and it's still good in your pantry for up to six months folks six months so isn't it wiser to spend a little bit more now and have that food available when you need it, but also you're feeding your family clean food, okay? Clean food. So listen, uh, support my brothers over here on The Daily Show, on The Hagman Daily Show. Uh, we are their sponsor. We would be more than happy if you want to give us a call and talk about your needs. The consultations are always free, but if you need prayer, we're here for prayer as well. 
feel free to give us a call. Uh, the Simply Clean Foods uh, number is 737-400-2066. I'll repeat that, 737-400-2066. If you need prayer, though, please call 818-720-0759, 818-720-0759. We'll spend the time with you, and uh, Saturday is our prayer meeting. We'd love to have you on board. Well, that's that's awesome, Chance. And uh, again, can't thank you enough for putting together and uh, striving to make sure that you bring the the, the best products, the the purest products, um, as we see so much today. I forget who was on. I think it was Joe Horn who talked about the nutrient levels in GMO food versus organic food. And I forget the exact number, but I think he said something along the lines of you have to eat thirty-one or sixty-one tomatoes. GMO tomatoes to get the nutrients that you need uh, uh, from one organic tomato. And that's so huge. I mean, when you think about what's being deprived of the food by the GMOs, it's just so, so aggravating uh, that this, uh, this lie and, and, and the harm that it does continues to go unpunished and unchanged. Well, may I um, expound on that a little bit? Those same tomatoes, or let's say, you know, our green beans, for example, because they're GMO free, because they don't, they're not sprayed with glyphosate, because they're not using a modified seed, it takes them much longer to grow, okay? So the reason why you get the flavor and the nutrients, it comes from the minerals that are in the soil. Many of our plants are actually grown in greenhouses away from aluminum and boron and some, and some of the horrible metals that we breathe into our bodies every day, right? So. Uh, that is the reason why, and, and if anyone has had a GMO-free or organic tomato lately, um, boy, you can sure tell the difference, just like you said there, Joe. Yeah, and just to uh, let you guys know, I'll have to send you some pictures, but uh, Texas Ready had had uh, sent me some seeds a while back, organic seeds for, for gardening, and I have a, a little garden going at my, at my property, and I have three tomato plants that have just exploded in growth. I mean, these things are huge. I'm probably going to get like 60 tomatoes off these three plants, but uh, I'll have to take some pictures and, and show you. But compared to other tomato plants that I've, I've gotten uh, that were not or, or, organic, I mean, the, the, just the plant itself looks so much healthier. It's so much more vibrant and, and the stems are thicker. And it's, an, it's a night and day difference. And, and the health aspect alone should be reason enough for anybody and everybody to who can to make sure that they uh, get organic gmo free food so we thank you for for uh, being the company to do that for the their survival storable food and also for all the the interesting and awesome uh, gear and supplies that you have um, especially check out their water filtration systems that's one of the things that you know are, are, will be a lifesaver if things go bad uh, is is the ability to drink clean water that's going to separate that's going to be probably the cause. It, say we didn't have power for a year in this country, and the figures are accurate that 90% of the population would die within the first year. I would say more than 50% of those deaths would directly be related to the quality of drinking water or not being able to access water at all. That's a really good point. As a matter of fact, John, um, Joe, I'm glad you said that. So anyone who purchases um, three or more pouches of our freeze-dried food within the next 72 hours all they have to do is use the code Simply Clean. Joe Hagman will pay for No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will throw in a free clean sip, clean sip filtration straw. This straw is amazing. It's the smallest in the industry and filters out up to 200 gallons of water. Okay, so we'll throw that in free with any purchase of three or more pouches of our freeze-dried, long-term storable, Simply Clean food. Chance, give us that number one more time, will you, so people can call you and speak with you directly? Absolutely. That is 737-400-2066. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Well, folks, make sure you take advantage of that. And um, Chance, I want to thank you for, for being patient and uh, uh, being flexible with the uh, time uh, trying to get the show going and everything. All the problems that went with it, we appreciate you still being able to make it. So you have a great Always. day. Always a pleasure, guys. All right. Let's do this. Let's do a quick 
time check. Yeah, we got to cut it short here as we got what? Uh, we got six minutes left. Wow. And what is it? It's, uh, okay. So we can do about another two minutes here. Let's do some closing thoughts, John. If we can't get Pastor Langford on tomorrow, uh, we will. If not, that's fine. We can uh, attempt to do it another day. But the Revelation 13, it, and when I say what I was talking about, uh, at least about the movie I watched and, and the guy who um, said that he believed that the first part of Revelation 13 was the Vatican papacy and the second part was America, the second beast. Uh -huh. That's his interpretation. I'm still uh, looking into these things. So I just wanted to make that clarification uh, so people didn't take it the wrong way. But it's well, definitely it's an very interesting, interesting question. It's, yeah. it's a really interesting question. You've And you've been coming up with a lot of interesting questions lately. Uh, my final comment uh, for today. First of all, Hagman Report tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Go to HagmanReport.com. Remember, two ends on Hagman. Tonight is Vintage Hagman with Steve Quayle uh, and Derek and Sharon Gilbert from Skywatch TV. So uh, it's going to be a great show tonight. Uh, the, uh, the guests again, Steve Quayle, who will, uh, serve to, to interview, uh, Derek Gilbert and Sharon, uh, from, uh, from our friends over at Skywatch yeah. TV, skywatchtv.com. What the topic is going to be, cause I know, I know Derek wrote some, uh, I know he had a new book and I was just looking at it the other day. Uh, one of the last times he came on, he just came out with a book. Do we know what we're going to be talking about today? Because, uh, this might be, uh, I might spend part of the afternoon as we just got a message i think you got it too john that said yes. uh hold off on coming to the studio too early today um so i don't know what what uh, uh he's got going on there but that might give me some time if we are going to be talking about uh if they have something specific in mind or, or uh, I, I might want to uh, grab a little bit of research and or, or a little bit of airtime with them and not let just steve do the whole interview depending on the topic but well, uh, we we've got enough time. We've got them for two hours. By the way, I want to mention quickly, uh, next Friday, the 27th, uh, listeners, Joe Hagman and I will be uh, co-hosting the evening show together, and it's going to be a great program. Uh, we're going to have Alicia Powell check in quickly uh, with some of the uh, investigative work she's been doing. Uh, but then we're going to hear from a, a, an old friend of the Hagman reporter we have not heard from enough lately, and that is Sheila Zelensky, the weekend vigilante, is going to check in. And then... We're going to bring on Chad Schaefer. Now, some of you folks may remember Chad, but Chad Schaefer wrote a book uh, a little over a year ago. It took him four years to research and write this book, and it is a book about the arch of Titus yeah. and how and how this this arch has been used by empires again and again and again yeah. to 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 bring captivity back to God's chosen people regardless of where on the planet they are. That is an interview, Joe. I can't wait. That's going to be a killer night. Alicia yeah. Powell, Sheila Zelensky, and then we're going to have a full uh, 90 minutes with Chad Schaefer. Uh, that's uh, Friday the 27th. That's going to rock. Well, uh, interestingly, I just was reading uh, when Chance was on this paragraph um, on this book, uh, The Beast of Revelation, where it talks about Constantine, Rome's first Christian emperor, who himself was a, a devotee of a devotee to the sun god? It says, in fact, the emperor Constantine's Christianity was ambiguous. His family owned traditional allegiance to the sun god. The famous vision of the cross as he marched on Rome came to him from the sun. The sun continues to appear on his coins throughout the decade and on his arch at Rome. His own statue at Constantinople bared the raid crown of the sun god, which is the same crown the Statue of Liberty wears, or uh, Isis, or Ishtar, however you want to define that. Or or the logo at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. But it's a uh, uh, fat that, you know, we had uh, last week some time to talk to Chad off air, and that was a fascinating conversation, and we're definitely going to need the two hours to go through that, as it's, uh, it's a very, very interesting topic, and folks are not going to want to miss that, so absolutely fantastic all right john we're out of time we actually got through the whole hour somehow i don't know how that happened um i guess we uh we started just in time but hopefully i'll be able to render this and get it up and if this is not on global star today uh, i don't know we can maybe rerun it another day but it, always if you don't hear a new show on global star always check blog talk uh, because sometimes if you don't get the show up on global star in time 
there's still a show there and that's only happened a few times but uh, i just want to remind people that that's always an option for those of you who listen via global star until tomorrow excellent have a great day Daily Show is brought to you by the Hagman Report. Tune in to the Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.